Please pray with me. Father, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable in your sight. O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. You may be seated. With stealth and secret, Nicodemus slunk to Jesus in the night to ask, what must I do? And Jesus answered, you must be born anew. You must come like Abram of old out of the place of your power and into the land I will show you. You must emerge from the womb of the world and enter by water and spirit the kingdom. And Nicodemus replied, how can these things be? And Jesus said, when the Son of Man is high and lifted up, the world will be saved through him. Then the woman, trembling and with trepidation, trudged to Jesus in the noonday. And eventually she got around to asking, what must I do? And Jesus said, you must be refreshed with the living water. You must, like the ransomed tribe of Israel, come into the land of promise and out of the house of bondage. You must come into the presence of God in spirit and in truth, and so you have, for I am he who is speaking to you. And the disciples didn't dare ask him, why are you speaking to her? But Jesus answered anyway, because the fields are ripe for the harvest, and even now the fruits of eternal life are being gathered in. With suffering and shame, the man born blind sat in the street as Jesus passed, and others asked for him, what must he do? And Jesus said, he must reveal the glory of God. He must, unlike Samuel looking upon the sons of Jesse, see as God sees so that God's glory can be seen through him. How could a sinner do such things? The old disciples of Moses ask. I know not, the new disciple of Jesus says. I know but one thing, that I was blind and now I see. And then finally today, weeping and wailing, they went to the place where Lazarus had been laying four days, moldering in his grave. And they seem to finally have realized that there is nothing for them to do. But still they wondered, could not he who had given sight to the blind man, could not he who had brought the downtrodden to rise up and called the outsider to come in and called the insider to come out, could not he have also done something for the dead man? And Jesus said, I am the resurrection and the life. Whoever believes in me, even though he die, will live. Lazarus, come out. And like the bones rattling in Ezekiel's valley, something stirs in the dark fetidness of the tomb. And Lazarus comes out. Unbind him, Jesus says. And they believed and were themselves unbound. In every way that matters, these four stories that we have dwelt with this Lent are really the same. 
Jesus called to those of us on the inside to come out. And Jesus called to those of us on the outside to come in. And Jesus called to the downtrodden to rise up. Or really just Jesus call to the dead to live. And we are all of those things. And each of those things is just another way of saying dead. The insider's idolatry of power and the outsider's burden of shame and the downtrodden's embrace of despair. Just leave them all as dead as any corpse festering in his tomb. But Jesus came to call the dead to life. Today, here at Christ Church, we recognize and acknowledge, we celebrate that a worldwide mission organization, the branch of our national church that is dedicated to answering and addressing suffering, both urgent and systematic, in every corner of the world, is happy to call us, Christ Church Gilbertsville, a partner in the hope that they bring to those people. It is right for us to celebrate that, to give thanks to God that by his grace he has so called us so that from this little valley we might be a part of the work he is doing not just here but even in the far-flung reaches of the world. But we must remember that that hope, though it's expressed and experienced in many different ways, the hope that Episcopal relief and development bring to those places is always the hope that Christ has come to call the dead to life. And we must not allow ourselves to be distracted into thinking that we have done these things. God has done these things through us. And yet, just like everyone in the stories we encounter this Lent, we continue to insist to ask the question, what must I do? Forgetting that the dead can do nothing. The only question we really need to ask is what has he done? What is he doing? What will he do? Christ was lifted high upon the cross so that all, no matter how high, might know his going down to death. And Christ was sown like a seed in the earth so that all, no matter how low, might share in the harvest of eternal life. And Christ rose up in his own glory and he ascended to the Father's glory and he sent us the Spirit's glory so that all, no matter how blind, might see his works. And Christ comes and will come to call us all from our graves, whether the ones we live in now or the ones we will sleep in someday, so that all, no matter how dead, might live abundantly with him. This and only this 
is the message of this and every Lent. And this and only this is the message, or it very well ought to be, of this and every sermon and every song and every sacrament, every work of mercy and act of love, whether it's for those who live next door or for those on the other side of the globe, that emanates from this place and its people. Because this and only this is the gospel. This and only this is the good news that we must hear and the good news which we must proclaim. This and nothing else. Certainly not that Christ came to call the bad to be good. And certainly not that Christ came to call the good to be better. But this and only this that Christ came to call the dead to live. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.